dogs in the yard Might need a guard Every loss taken to heart Me first, that cannot be Must be these underdog episodes, see? Feeling much better, so suddenly Under the Monica, Monica G Crafted at night while all of them sleep I won't look a fool Taking this tool, defeating the opposition around me No, no, I'm not sorry Yes, I'm taking this knowledge and party Just barking, no harm, don't be startled Yes, I'm taking the title And it's so vital Thanks for the ride, I'll never be idle Turn up the dial, it's about to get wild And the points gon' pile up That is the underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Down is the underdog bite down Up at the day and the night now Easy as flying a kite now Come take a look at it right now Hey everyone, welcome to episode 169 of Dynasty Underdog. I'm your host, Uriah Dawkins, Strength of the Night. Welcome back, Billy Beeman, and our boy, Jake Jake Abrams. How's it going, guys? It's great, man. Happy to be back. Excited to be back. You guys held it down like we were talking about you know, before we got started here. But yeah, man, excited to be on with Jake, too. Like, it's it's cool. Uh, we were talking, we haven't been on all together before, so this is a great episode. Yes. Feels like a full crowd. I'm ready to be here. I'm super <laughs> excited. <laughs> Right on. Well, let's uh, let's hop into some news and nonsense as we do. So I think the biggest, probably the biggest news out of the week uh, was Kirk Cousins left the game uh, towards the end of the game too, by the way, and he has an Achilles injury. So hopefully he goes and spends some time with Aaron Rodgers, hits the ayahuasca, <laughs> does a damn thing, goes to his little dark space, and maybe he could be out there in like, I don't know, eight weeks walking around all normal and shit. But uh yeah, uh, R.I.P. Cousins, who was having a really, really good year. I mean, I, I was going through console wars and some other leagues that I have, and like a lot of the top-ranked teams were a lot of Cousins teams. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's not diminish what he's done this year, but yeah, he's out for the season. I think that also, you know, a factor involved in that uh, is that Cousins was kind of a cheap asset, a cheap dynasty right. asset, so the rest of their roster is probably pretty solid, right? Like that's that's probably part of why you see a lot of those top ranked teams have Kirk Cousins. Also, he was having a great year, as you said. It was, a, it was definitely a prolific year. So it's really tough for like Jordan Addison, all the all the weapons that any weapon, even KJ Osborne. Like it's just going to be tough. They did they did sneak Jared, uh, well not Jared, um, Josh Dobbs away from uh, away from Arizona. So it should be interesting to see if he can kind of keep somewhat pace. You know, with like guys like TJ Hawkinson at least, maybe Addison. I don't know. How do you feel about the situation post Kirk Cousins, Jake? Pretty scared, honestly. Like, <laughs> <I'm> scared. <laughs> I, I'm a pretty conservative uh, dynasty fantasy football player, so I feel like everywhere that I have any Minnesota Vikings play right now, I'm pretty terrified. Uh, as someone who owns JJ and Addison, kind of all over the place, it's just like one of those where if I'm competing, I'm like, oof. Like, what am I going to do with JJ right now? Like, I'm I was waiting for him to come back in a couple of weeks, and I'm like, oh. All right. Do I trade him now? I don't. I don't know. Am I still competing with him? Uh, it's kind of tough. Like, where do you guys sit? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because the thing is, the thing is, we saw what Dobbs did in Arizona. And okay, like mm-hmm. maybe like NFL wise, like yeah, he wasn't getting wins for his team, and wins aren't necessarily a quarterback stat. But he was able to at least kind of produce or help produce a couple decent, solid fantasy producers. Like you know, Marquise Brown wasn't dead. Um, mm-hmm. the running backs there, they weren't dead, even though they got hurt and very serviceable. It's, uh, <laughs> Trey McBride, you know, had a little breakout there even before that, like, you know, Zach Ertz mm-hmm. was doing stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you got to think that 
maybe the coaching and just the overall front office there is probably a little bit better or more easy to get behind than what was going on in Arizona right now. So I think if Josh Dobbs could kind of do that in Arizona, why couldn't he possibly do that in Minnesota with better weapons? Yeah, I think Uriah is kind of nailing it for me is the Cardinals are awful. Like they're really, they're, oh, their O-line's pretty bad. And and they do have some weapons, but he was dealing with a pretty depleted running back core with James Conner out, and he was making things happen with guys like Marquise Brown. Like Marquise Brown has been a great fantasy asset this whole time, right, all year long. So I think that we could see something like that from Justin Jefferson for sure if he were to come back. And clearly they make this move trying to stay competitive, right? They're not just like tanking the season yeah. right now. So I think, you know, all signs point to them continuing to try to win. They're They're a pretty decent team all around. So if they keep their heads above water, I mean, Justin Jefferson is definitely a viable option. And this may give competing teams more reason to want to get out of Justin Jefferson, thinking that it just might go completely south. You know what I mean? So, you know, if you're shooting for if your team's tanking and you're shooting for kind of those high end assets that this might be the time to go after him. The only other thing I wanted to add is. Mm -hmm thinking a little bit more about the scheme differentiation between Arizona to Minnesota is quite different. And it's going to be really interesting to see what Kevin O'Connell can really come up with in what, like 10 days to figure out an <laughs> offense that fits yeah. Josh Dobbs. But you can yeah. also take it the other direction too. He came into an offense, Josh Dobbs in what, like five days, he became a starter sure four days after his trade yeah. from Cleveland. So the guy's obviously very intelligent. He's very adaptable. It's not that I'm necessarily against him. I just have, overall concerns about you know another change of scenery with a different type of offense and uh, being able to adjust to that situation so i'm so I, like i know we're staying on this point for a minute but I'm, I'm trying to find it right now what his degree is in but i'm pretty sure josh dobbs is like a, a rocket scientist or something like i like legitimately i'm pretty sure that's what he has his degree in that's and so so i think he's like a really really smart dude i, I gotta confirm that and find it um so it, it kind of makes sense that he's able to pick these things up if that is the case, I, I'm pretty sure I heard that and I, I logged that away in the back of my mind. Um, but it is a good point that, you know, it's going to be a different scheme and it, it's not, you know, a certainty that it's going to work out, but they're not throwing him in the fire. They're obviously playing their their guy, Jaron Hall, this this first week, and then they're going to, you know, see what they can do with him. So I think they're at least giving him the best chance to succeed. Last thing to say on this, I mean, Jonathan Gannon is an absolute maniac, right? Like he, he comes out and he says, yeah, I watched the tape and decided that Josh Dobbs is, is not the starter any longer. And then he goes and trades him. And it's like, what a strange and immature send-off. Like, it, it's, just, I don't know. It was just it, not fantasy relevant related, but just absurd. Like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I think maybe he was just like, uh, yeah, because it was like eight hours before that. He's like, yeah, yeah, Josh Dobbs starting this week. And then maybe he got <laughs> Tickle in his ear that like, okay, maybe some other teams want to trade for him. Kirk, Kirk Cousins went down. So then like he had to pivot real quick and was like, oh no, he's trash. Like yeah, we're, we're ready to get rid of him. I don't know. <laughs> he he panicked or something. I don't know what he did, but know. um confirmed Josh Josh Dobbs Aerospace Engineering uh yeah, excellent. degree at University of Tennessee. So pretty smart dude. Uh, awesome. Uh, uh, the other thing about this is, you know, Clayton Toon season. Let's go, <laughs> Clayton Toon. Yeah, we we might get a chance to see your guy Clayton <clears throat> Toon. Um, I think, like I said this on on Twitter, it is, it, I, it's unethical to send him out there against the the Cleveland Browns defensive line. Like they are going to tear Clayton Toon apart. I, I can't yeah, imagine yeah. it goes well for him. So I I feel bad for the kid. First, isn't start. it more unethical to put Kyler out there though? 
Oh, oh yes. for sure. No, oh, okay. I agree. All right. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're right. So, so whoever I mean, honestly, they th- whoever they threw out there, but basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you sure. got to do is pat him on the butt and say, "Hey, get out there, do a good job." <laughs> one due to injury, one due to it's his first start, and he's going to get absolutely demolished. Well, so yeah, yeah it's nice. a little yeah. different. Yeah. Can't wait yeah. to watch. Just it. just run the wildcat the entire time. It's all good. <laughs> there you go. Can't uh, hurt him all day. So. I guess the last of the news and nonsense really is uh, Jimmy G benched. Jimmy G Pence, not only that, but Las Vegas, they cleaned house. They got rid of the coach and GM, which you love to see. I And offensive coordinator. Oh, good. Yeah, I love that. Because <laughs> oh. what, what happens a lot of the times, what happens a lot of the times is like they'll fire GM and they'll keep the coach or they'll fire the coach and keep the GM. And like nothing actually changes. These guys are like, we're cleaning house. Y'all are all out. Let's go. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, Jimmy G benched. He just, did, I don't, I mean, I don't know if he's benched because like he's bad, but I think he's still just, I don't think he's 100% healthy. I think he still hurts is, is exactly what's going yeah. on there. Uh, AOC is going to get the start there. We'll see what happens. But, um, you know, uh, Devontae Adams, this could only be good. Like we talked about the squeaky wheel and all the other stuff. Like I think whoever's going to go in there and start going, they're going to want to, I mean, he's the star on the team, right? Besides on the defensive side, you have Max Crosby, but you want to feed Adams. And I think we're going to see it. I, I honestly, Adams is going to get 10 plus. I mean, he was getting like 10 plus targets either, but hopefully he's a little oh, bit yeah, better. Yeah. <laughs> or, but, so yeah. are you, would you be buying as a contender? You sound like you'd be buying as a contender. Adams? Yeah. Oh, God damn. Uh, mouth in my mouth, uh, foot in my mouth. Uh, yeah, <laughs> sure. Why not? If anybody is willing to get out of him, which uh, you probably should. Yeah, I, I just think that, I think that the rest of the season things should be better for him. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, I don't buying. love what I saw from AOC uh, in, in the, the one start that they gave him. So a little concerned there. I mean, maybe maybe Devontae Adams can keep his head above water, but I think that, you know, like the Jacoby Myers love or somebody is going to take it. Honestly, Jacoby Myers might be the winner because the targets are going to be so short and he's just going to get fed. Devontae Adams, I mean, can, a- can AOC even get it there downfield for him? I don't know. Uh, he's more of a precision short area passer so i'm i'm concerned about the whole situation i don't know what i would do with devonta adams if i still had any shares i do have a share and i'm probably just going to ride it out and hope for the best because i don't know if you can really get any fair value at this point right now for what his potential upside is if uriah is right and he does get fed like that you know you get like so. chris godwin numbers you know like 10 receptions 60 yards god i hate that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it'll it'll do it'll do but like it's not what you'd want it no, not devonta adams. adams turns into jarvis landry <laughs> oh, i just vomited a little bit in my <laughs> i mean honestly though this discussion is worth having because i do think that that's that's potentially what happens here would you would you take two seconds 224 seconds for devonta adams no right mm. so you can't sell them so it's you know i don't think anybody i, I doubt you're getting much I doubt you're getting a first and if much more than that, if anybody's really like who, what, what person with a first, even if they're contending is buying him right now, you know? So, yeah, that's a shitty situation. Hey, right. sorry. I just, right. I, I looked at that, that whole like dumpster fire that is the Raiders. And I just thought to myself, like, Make what do sad. we do with this great asset? You know Did what you I mean? see <laughs> them in the locker room with the mini basketball hoop? Did you see that? Devonte Adams, no. like fade shot. Oh my. No, they're, I they're didn't. happy I didn't. now. <laughs> they're happy now. Hey. Look, I mean, if they're happy, maybe they do start playing better. So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Uh, before we hop into kind of some of the, the what we've learned and what stood out, I wanted to jump into some data. Um, I pulled up some elusive rating data uh, this past week from PFF, which takes into account 
missed forced tackles, both rushing and receiving, just for like O-line play and, and some other stuff in there. I could, I could grab the, the formula in a second here. But what I really wanted to look at, I grabbed out, I grabbed the data from week one through eight for the elusive rating, and I pulled out the missed forced tackles, receiving and rushing, and you know separated those. Because I wanted to see, I, I know that elusive rating and avoided tackle rate in general is like a really sticky stat year to year for running backs. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I was wondering if we could kind of pick out some guys who stand out in all areas, whether they're just really good, maybe still undervalued, maybe really bad, uh, and just maybe kind of middle of the pack, just we, <laughs> we weren't really thinking about it, You know what I mean? So first thing that stood out to me really, I mean, just starting at the top, Raheem Mostert, 122 elusive rating. The next closest is 98, which is pretty impressive. Now, Devon Chain, I was looking at him. Um, I think I adjusted for the attempts here and it filtered him out because he doesn't have enough attempts because of the injury. Yeah, I don't think so. So, But I know that he had a really high elusive rating as well, which makes sense, obviously. So I think that he would probably match near Raheem Mostert and, and be in that area. They just run a great scheme. Second on the list is Ken Walker. And I just, for some reason, I still feel like he might be undervalued. And, and on this list, what's kind of impressive about him is he is not just doing it on the ground, right? He's he's forcing missed tackles at a high rate, rushing for sure, but he's also doing it in the receiving game, which is not something we've typically thought of him as, seen him do. So he, he's done that at a pretty high clip, almost as high as anybody on this list. And one thing to note is there's certain guys who really just uh, force missed tackles in the rushing game, but there's guys who do it in both, right? And obviously Ken Walker is one of those guys I'm talking about him, but I calculated the percentage of it and it's pretty interesting. You see that some of the really, really, really back are over that like 25% mark in terms of, in terms of, I guess, receiving percentage from the, from missed first tackles. So, you know, you're seeing that from Raheem Mostert, Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall, Bijan should be there, but he's not. Jameer Gibbs, right? Wow. I'm surprised Christian McCaffrey's not doing it, but they just use him so much in the rushing game. Travis Etienne. So that's just one piece that I've kind of picked out from looking at this that I might want to hone in on going forward is anybody Here's one I'll say, Rashad White, right? Is a guy who I'm not high on, but is pretty interesting in this stat, right? He has 17 missed tackles forced rushing and 15 in the receiving game. Thought it was really interesting because I'm not really high on him, but I think he's like really good in the receiving game. I don't think he's as great of a rusher, but it just might keep him, it just might keep him relevant is kind of what I'm thinking. So he just might be a better dynasty asset than I'm thinking of. I don't know. Anybody on this list stand out to you guys? Yes. The Rashad White one is good just because, like, you know, Uriah Dawkins, huge film guy. Watching Rashad White, like, he is pretty bad R- rushing the ball, just straight rushing the ball. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter, uh, left side, right side, in between the tackles, like, he's not very good. But every time he gets the ball and he has, like, six, seven yards of, like, space, dude looks electric. Like, he looks like Alvin Kamara, rookie season. Like, he looks very, very good with the ball in his hands. So if the offensive coordinator there could get him in the game and get the ball in his hands open in space, like I, I think I'll come around on him a little bit more than I, I have been. And then the, the one that really stood out to me is the guy last on this list is something that we had to talk about. Mm-hmm. We just we just have to. Is uh Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard is a guy that I think a lot of us were hoping, hey, once Seek's gone, we gotta give Pollard uh, more opportunities do stuff, but we'll take him at the end of the first and second and, and redraft and startups. And I hate to say it because he's my boy and he, he plays for my team, but he's just been an absolute disappointment. Now his opportunities are through the roof. If that efficiency in some sort of way uh, 
could get better for him. The opportunity is insane, but he's just not uh, the same guy without a guy like Zeke or, or somebody else just being the, the, the thunder to his lightning. Uh, I don't think that Tony Pollard is capable of being thunder and lightning. And, and it kind of shows after eight weeks right now. So it's kind of, kind of sad. Yeah. It's Tony Pollard is interesting because he was actually like seventh, I think on this list or maybe, maybe second. I forgot what it was. I said it in the, in the discord um, a couple of days ago and I was looking at it last year. He was very high on this list. Yes. And, and it, you know, I have this on the sheet to talk about. We can talk about it here a little bit, but you know, that archetype of running back who's a little bit smaller, not the typical workhorse, a guy who wasn't a standout at a young age, right? Who who's a little bit older of a guy. We know all these things about him that, you know, late breakout at running back's not really a thing. Like it doesn't really work that way. You know, his coaches talked about not wanting to give him a, a workhorse type workload because they didn't think he could hold up and, and could produce at the same rate. Right. And I think, you know, you're seeing that that come to fruition this year. So I, I just think that it's kind of a cautionary tale of of some of these these running backs who, you know, it's not just the size. That's not obviously that's not what it is. We we see guys who smaller frames perform really well. But I think it's more that those guys typically aren't workhorses and they typically don't break out late. They're usually break out at a young age, sustain that success. Now I, I just don't think Tony Pollard really fit that mold and he benefited a lot from playing alongside Ezekiel Elliott and in those in those schemes. That's that's a tough one. When you look at the sheet, it really stands out. I mean, 20.9 elusive rating, like just <laughs> absolutely awful. So yeah, he he's one who stands out on the on the downside of things. And I think Ramondre Stevenson, another one who is worth mentioning, who was really highly touted this offseason. 33.5 elusive rating. I mean, he's really just not forcing the missed tackles like he was the year prior. Um, the good news is, is he's actually getting the work done in the receiving game. They're still using him um, at, a, at a pretty high rate in that regard, but he's just not producing at the same level and he's not the same player. And it may be the scheme. The team's terrible. So the line's terrible. There's a lot that, that goes along with it, but he's been pretty, pretty bad this year. Um, I also think it's worth mentioning Alvin Kamara is, is second to last on this list at 26.8. He's absolutely being buoyed by just, Derek Carr not being able to pass the ball downfield or <laughs> Jake, not be able Jake to <laughs> not I mean I do too as a Camara manager but I do think that it's really concerning that he's bottom of the list here but it is telling that 114.29 percent of his misforced tackles are coming uh on on the receiving uh, yeah. side of things so I mean that's a good thing anybody on this list like you can see you want them to be forcing as many missed tackles as possible, close to 50% from the receiving game, just because that means they're being utilized that way. It, it's, you know, and, and that they're that good at, you know, making people miss and and that yards after contact and all that stuff to just to finish off this conversation real quick. Um, I mean, Javante Williams really stands out in this, this metric. Um, he's at 49.7 on the elusive rating, 17 missed tackles forced on the ground, just two in the air. But Clearly, he still has that that juice, and he's just getting back. I'm not a big Javante guy, but you know I, I'm willing to come around him a little bit. Kyron Williams on this list, 20 missed force tackles on the ground, just two in the air, which is kind of surprising. Uh, 62.7 elusive rating, sneaky little guy there. And then two guys who I'm I'm kind of concerned about who are up here, um, Isaiah Pacheco and Jerome Ford, just because they don't really do much in the receiving game. 
and and I guess we've always known this about Isaiah Pacheco and Jerome Ford, but they're pretty high on this list. Uh, 65.6, a loser rating 70.5. I mean, they're probably around 10th on this list. Yeah, they're 9th and 10th on this list in terms of loser rating. So they're making people miss um, at a fairly higher rate. Um, so they're good players, but I don't know if they have the upside really, and that's kind of what I'm seeing here. But I think they can be pretty productive um, going forward in their careers, right? Like I think they're gonna they're gonna earn work. Yeah, I think these stats are fun to look at, worth looking at. I think you can find some interesting nuggets from from digging into these kind of things. I mean, just looking at it, it's so funny. Bijan Robinson, like I'll finish off with this. I just think it's interesting. Bijan Robinson, he has a ninety elusive rating. He's like third on the list. I'm sorry, not ninety. He has eighty five point four elusive rating, but he's just not being utilized. Like you can see, he's not being utilized correct. Like enough is really what it feels like. He should be getting more passing work. He should be getting more work in general because he's making so many people miss, but it's just, it's just the work's not there. It's crazy. He's so good, but he's just not getting, um, he's not getting the the workload, but you know, may, maybe that's just us fantasy managers being greedy because the way that he's being utilized, maybe it does increase work. his longevity. Maybe it does. Yeah. The only guy that really stood out to me that was just super peculiar because there's just so much, I guess, negative talk around him and his production, and which is why I almost kind of wish this was broken out in terms of like scaling per week, if that makes sense, um, would be like Najee Harris. <clears throat> I don't, there's just something about his elusive rating being up at what, number <laughs> yeah. five overall. He's 78.5. Uh, he actually has a decent um, missed tackle per reception of force per reception percentage at thir- almost 37 percent like he's just unique and I really do believe that the lack of Jalen Warren usage at the beginning of this season hurt him and I really sure. do think that this is actually uh tailing to a uh, more modern time of his production being relatively up with his elusive rating which is almost why I almost wish there was kind of like this breakdown of like a week by week scale but it's super interesting to see someone like him that I think a lot of the dynasty community is out on and still be producing at a high level at the elusive rating portion, but not really producing at like a high PPG or, um, you know, any of the, the more, I guess, outward spoken metrics that people are really just looking at rather than uh, some of the deeper metrics. That's fair. That's absolutely fair. <laughs> We've seen runs from him and, you know, just running through dudes and you're like, where's that Najee the whole time? And, then he goes away for three quarters, and then I'm and glad that. Tonight. Yeah, I was about that's what uh, yeah. AJ is saying here. Uh, Najee TD makes me feel things, which I I dig. <laughs> um, yeah, like I, we might just the hated might might have gone too far. Like Matt Canada has clearly had trouble running this offense. <laughs> trouble from <laughs> from the booth upstairs. So he went to the sideline this week uh, to see if if he can you know affect things from there. Um, yeah, it's really interesting seeing Najee there because we know that he's a better than average back. Like we really like I know everybody wants to say that he's a he's a bad running back. Like it's a it's a very um fun and in thing to say, like on, on podcasts. Paul Patterson loves to say it. But I do think that he is a quality running back and and you know, the deeper stats show that. Now that might not translate always to fantasy points. I think that the reasons might be more team related than uh, than player related there. Yeah, before we move on, uh, shout out to Paul who traded to uh, firsts for Cam Akers. All right, Ooh. so <laughs> what did we learn and what stood out? <laughs> Sorry, I can't, I can't help myself. <clears throat> just if anybody wanted any confidence in the in his not as he takes, uh, two firsts for Cam Akers, just so you know. <laughs> Love Paul, though. Great guy. So, he is a great uh, guy. 
what did we learn? What stood out? So Arizona red zone targets. We talked about this, uh, Jake and I, a few weeks ago. I, I might have been like week two, week three or something. We're looking at Zach Ertz was like leading the league in red zone targets. And that didn't really <clears throat> change so much as I think as far as a team, uh, Arizona is opting to throw the ball uh, in the red zone more than they are running the ball uh, at a league high pace. And without Zach Ertz, it's kind of, it's not necessarily that Trey McBride took all of Zach Ertz's targets, but it kind of funneled that way. And what we did see last week was a huge breakout from Trey McBride. He cashes in. And uh, does this change when Josh Dobbs is gone? I don't know. Is it a scheme thing, quarterback thing or not? But it was very real. And we got to see that with Trey McBride having a pretty good breakout game. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, I think this is just another example of what we know, you know, analyzing this stuff and just being in the community for a while. Like it takes a while for tight ends to break out. It just does generally. I mean, you got to give them usually a three year grace period. Right. So when we're thinking about guys like Michael Mayer, I, I like to think to like recent examples of like this, like McBride who, took a year or so for him to get out from behind Ertz and, you know, we don't have the same level of talent, but get out from behind Austin Hooper. It took him, you know, half the year to get there. And now he's starting to kind of produce a little bit more and more and more. I think we're seeing tight ends in general produce in their first year at a, at a higher rate. But um, just the McBride situation just made me think back to like, I'm sure you could have got McBride before this year for like a third round pick or something. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people, if they weren't Uriah, who is like, his biggest fan coming out of coming out of Colorado <laughs> State, yeah. right? It's Colorado State, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. Yeah, like you know, you probably were already just tired of it. Like he's not going to be a guy. Arizona Cardinals suck. Kyler Murray's out of there. Trey McBride's done. But this is just, I think, you know, an example of how that that can turn around real fast. So um, I love that. Like guys like Michael Mayer. I, these are the kind of things I was I, I talk about all the time. Where you know people always tell me that. It, it doesn't actually happen in practice, but it does happen in practice. You can get Michael Mayer for less than a first. You could do it for sure a couple of weeks ago, and that's cheaper than you were get, getting him in a rookie draft. So, just a you know another example of that. Love what we're seeing from Trey McBride. He looks he looks the part for sure. Let's talk about him a little bit in terms of dynasty values. Jake did a lot of work here for us. Put together some uh, some players in terms of like DTC rankings, KTC rankings. So we could talk a little bit more in depth as far as dynasty values go. A couple he has here. I think I want to start with Jake Ferguson. Because I do think Jake Ferguson looks pretty good year one. Or this is year one, right? He looks good year this two. year. Year two. He looks good yeah. this year. And, uh, you know, the targets there, touchdown, just had that this week. So, I don't know. How do you feel, McBride or Ferguson? Ferguson, personally. Yeah. I mean, still got to go with Ferguson. <laughs> I, I do... Dallas, hometown hometown hero. You can't, you can't go with your boy McBride right now, can well, you? I, for now the thing is uh Ferguson was still like a like a third or fourth round draft pick he second year they did draft a tight end in the second round shoemaker so i mean i would have yeah, blake jarwin was undrafted dalton schultz was like a fourth round pick so there's there's a situation where ferguson might be the flavor of 2023 and we still got to look out for the guy that they actually invested a little more draft capital in with shoemaker or schumacher depending how you want to say it so I'd be careful, but for the rest of the season, it definitely is Jake Ferguson uh, for me, just because I know how much Dak likes to throw to the tight ends and the uncertainty there in Arizona. Hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I just feel like with the other situations you're talking about, specifically in the tight end room um, in Dallas, it 
they're more like uh, contract related phasing outs. So like Schultz, for instance, phased out because of contract situation. We're talking about year two for Ferguson. I feel like he already won that room, honestly. And he has to do a lot at this point, specifically probably drop red zone targets to really fall out of it, which he has. Which he does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but he I, hasn't I since like, like week three, but yeah, yeah. He, he did quite a bit. Yeah. No, definitely. He, he's, he's, he's moving in a positive direction, but I do think in comparison to McBride, I, I definitely would take Ferguson over McBride, which really, you know, begs to the question of like, what's the value of, of McBride, I guess, and moving for, further into it. And we've already talked about on past episodes, but like, you know, a mid second for Ferguson is what we were talking about. Would you give up a mid to late second for McBride? I think I, I would. I'd buy them both for that. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, but I do think kind of, listening to your eye you know it you might be able to get you might be able to get mcbride plus for i don't know like i guess they're even in value i was just trying to think they're if, probably if pretty you could even. maybe swing one and get a plus on the other with those two tight ends but they're probably even in value i, I don't, I don't think so that or in console wars you can pick them up uh in the uh, waiver because <laughs> someone drops them because that makes that makes logical sense. i don't want to hear that it was... i still had a thousand bad wait and you missed that uh, i didn't see him dropped oh my god yeah, we should have day. like live alerts. You gotta set it, up it some type of day. like API call. Hits you as soon as I see those emails. I'm like yeah, entering my bid. Wow, that's crazy, right? And usually don't even have that that budget left. That's insane. No. Um, the thousand, that was the guy. That was the guy. But to dude, drop it on. Wh- what's crazy is this is the this is the second year something like that happened. Dalton Schultz was dropped last year by somebody, I and I, I don't. People don't value tight ends. And again, this is just what I was talking about before. They get sick of them. They're like, no, he's not going to do anything. And, you know, here we are. So you, you just can't do that. Do not do that. They're always, kind of like, always shop them, though. All you had to do was hit the chat. Who wants McBride? Come get him. And like, you'd have an asset for him. They're like pineapples. I don't know if you're aware, <laughs> when you grow a pineapple, you can't just plant a pineapple seed and have a pineapple later on in the year. You have a pineapple plant, right? And then it grows for a year, and it grows for another year. And then after about five years, you get one pineapple. That's kind of what tina- uh, tight ends are. You got to just... Put them in there, let them grow, just be patient. And then after a couple of years, you have a nice succulent pineapple. It's a great analogy. That's Thanks, well guys. Thanks. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Just trying to educate people. So. Okay. All right. So let's, let's speed through this. Cool. Uh, McBride or Tyler Lockett? McBride. Or Traylon Burks? McBride over Traylon. I think if I'm competing, I'm going Lockett over McBride. Okay. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm definitely going to take McBride over Traylon at this point, but yeah, the the Lockett one's a little tougher. It definitely depends on if you're competing or not. But I, it's, if I'm have depth, I'll I'll try to swing something like that. Maybe you can get McBride plus because Lockett is a wide receiver. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. KTC has Ramondre Stevenson yeah. or McBride. McBride. That's tough. I no no. Wait, yeah, you're telling I think you me gotta you got, stick with Ramondre, right? You got you got Ferguson over Ramondre too. Like, I think that they're pretty equal. And you, mm. yeah, no, I gotta go Ramondre over McBride. Personally. That's fine. That's why we're all here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why I can. <laughs> that's why we can send these offers, man. Like, if you got Ramondre on your team, I got McBride. I'm sending them right away. I would probably do that. Yeah. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, Luke Musgrave or McBride? McBride. Easily. It's not even, it's pretty easy. Now, this is a tough one. Yeah. Pat Freyermuth or McBride? Freyermuth. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm with you guys. 
And we talked about this in an yeah. early 25 second. Okay. Yeah. So 25. Yeah. Yeah. I just send that thing in a heartbeat. I wouldn't even know I had it. Did I have that early second? I don't even know. All right. So we talked about Tony Pollard a little bit, but we didn't talk about his value in terms of dynasty. So let's just jump into that real quick. Tony Pollard or Cooper Cup? Cup. Cup. Yeah. I think I got to do that, especially if you're competing, man. You you got, I mean, it sucks with Matthew Stafford out, but man, I think he could even give you value next year. All right. This uh, is about Drake, me real quick. Uh, Kelsey yeah. or Cup? 2.0 Titan Premium. Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah. Okay, Kelsey. Cool. Thanks. Yeah. Move on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Drake London or Tony Pollard? London. London. Yeah. That one's easy for me. I mean, now, do we really even need to do this next one? Puka or Tony Pollard? Like, what are we doing here? Hey, I'm Pollard. just follow, I'm just following the rankings. The DTC okay? rankings. Yeah. yeah that, these are, that these one, are DTC I, rankings too. Yeah, that's that's got to be Puka. I, I feel like I can speak for the pod. <laughs> no, Uriah is for sure going Pollard. <laughs> Oh, I'm what are you convinced. doing? Yeah, oh I'm my gosh! Oh, my God. I know, I know. Okay, I know. yeah, you're gonna have to get stuff. done with with Brett Ripian, aren't you? You're gonna yeah. have to see Brett Ripian send ten targets Puka's way, and then you're gonna be like, okay, he's QB proof. Like, okay, fine, fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll send two, right. two first. All right, this is a good one. This is a good one. DeAndre Swift or Tony Pollard? Swift, Swift. I think so too. Yeah, and I think he has age on his side. He has uh, the team on his side. Everything on his yeah. side. So yeah, that one's a. Uh, I, I think I was, I mean, I'll, I'll say it, I was wrong on Swift this offseason. I sold him, I sold him for, I think, a pretty good price in the league, an early first, but, um, early first plus, I think it was, but I think I could have got more out of him if I held him, and uh, I didn't see all this coming, so, yeah, there's that. All right, how about jo- Josh Jacobs or Josh Tony Jacobs. Pollard? Yep. Josh Jacobs uh, or Tony Pollard? Uh, uh, Pollard. I think I'm going Pollard. I think I'm going to go Jacobs. I Honestly, like, I think Jacobs probably has more of a workhorse role and and production going into next year i think um i'm just and i don't know more than anything uh, yeah and i think they'll still feed him 15 touches on the ground in in five targets you know what i mean like he that's just what he is and it don't matter where he is i think that's just who he is so um i i think pollard is is not that and i don't and I don't know if anybody's going to trust him after a really down year unless he really pulls it together towards the end of the season here. So maybe I'm wrong on on Pollard. But uh, Pollard or a 25 first? It's a late, late first. Yeah. Late first, yeah. 25? I'm probably going Pollard. Yeah, yeah probably the same here. All right, I can come around for, for Pollard uh, for a 25 first. Yeah, I'll take Pollard there. And then this one is – this is the heat right here. All right, <laughs> this boys. This is the heat. This is the yeah. heat. This is the heat. Josh – Josh Downs or Tony Pollard? Give me Downs. It, but you know I what? Think the I'm thing taking is, Downs too. But you, I'm taking. You don't need to. Yeah. Go, go, sorry, Jake. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was just going to say I, I think you can get Downs plus instead of Absolutely. just straight up. So I'm going to try that in console wars. And it, yeah, and honestly, do it. Definitely do it. I like. I bet you Pollard has a spike week here sometime soon. It has to and happen. You can ca- and you can capitalize off of that, right? So it, it's bound to happen. He's not talentless. He's a good player. He's you know. And Downs just hit the uh, the injury report today out of the blue with a knee injury. So, you know, if he misses a week or he has a couple of down weeks due to injury, this is the right time to strike on him too. So, yeah. But yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really like, I, I like, we all, I think this podcast, like Josh Downs, a good bit during prospect yeah. season. And, you know, I, I let this affect me again. I'm on, it's very similar to Amon Ross St. Brown who gets drafted in the fourth round. And I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to, you know, I'll believe the NFL. And then, 
you know, they come around and they're like actually good. Like I thought they were. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's, I've talked about this a lot, actually trusting your analysis and, and, you know, believing in yourself a little bit. You got to take, take those chances. You're not always going to be right, but I have no downs. Like, what is that? I could have got him cheap. I hate that. Yeah. Ugh, hate Same. that. Okay. Zach Moss. Is he here to stay? Like, I, I gotta know. <clears throat> uh, it, it, it seems like he's slowly getting faded out. Um, JT's got a little bit more work, but he's still, he's still, he hasn't left my lineup in weeks. I don't, I don't he, he's moved out of like my RB2 spot into like my flex spot, but he's still there. <laughs> I failed to mention also that he's he's 11th on the elusive rating list, just behind Jerome Ford, just ahead of Derrick Henry. That's and he's insane. doing it on the ground. 26 like, miss, miss, uh, forced tackles on the ground. Now, who is this though? Like, is it actually Zach Moss? Like, I want to know who's actually inside of his body because it's not the <laughs> guy we looks saw in Buffalo. good. I can't help it. But he it's, does. it's a different player. I just don't believe like, it. But I do believe I, that coaching does help. And I do think that maybe Buffalo's situation, they haven't produced a decent running back in how long under McDermott? Years. Maybe it's a coaching thing. It truly could be. <laughs> maybe it's a scheme thing. But what I think is crazy, and not this, that this has anything to do with Dynasty necessarily, but he was on the streets this whole time yeah, yeah. and then the he, he gets picked up and he's you know he's a top back right now in terms of fantasy and he's i mean he's probably a top back in almost any metric in the league right now so it's impressive like i i don't think all of a sudden we have a guy who is like turned his, his career around is going to be a workhorse or anything like that but i want to see like how old he's 25 years old okay he he probably worked himself back into the league like he i don't know if he'll stay with the with the you know, the, uh, the Colts, Colts because, you know, they, they put so much, they invested so much into JT, uh, but they're going to need a, a guy behind him. I don't know. The, the, the work they're giving. <laughs> <laughs> Zach Moss. I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to spin this, um, for my guy, Evan Hull, see if like, you know, maybe, maybe it's like a scheme thing. I don't know if it's a Zach Moss thing. Like, uh, let's see. <sighs> maybe uh, he's, know. he's still, yeah. has, he's looked a lot better than, than JT has in the same scheme. I don't know a lot better. He's looked he's sure. looked better at times. Uh, he feels he feels more comfortable. I'll say. I, I guess. And they're giving him the goal line touches, which which kind of sways things in your mind because JT absolutely could have smashed in one of those touchdowns, and and Definitely. you know you'd be thinking a little different. But okay, in terms of dynasty, like I I do think there there should be some intrigue around you know what Zach Moss can do for you going forward. I don't think he has that much life left in him, but he, he might have some. Like, would you rather have Zach Moss or Dalvin Cook? Zach, Zach Moss. Okay, Zach Moss or Donovan Peoples Jones. Zach Moss. Zach Moss, who just got traded to, to Detroit. Detroit. Which is, yeah, whatever. I I, I think Mario. that actually does add a lot of value to DPJ. Honestly, like I think that that situation, there really is no true wide receiver two on that team. I'm not saying that he's capable of that, but the Marvin Jones retirement and no Craig Reynolds, like. Craig Reynolds isn't particularly great. Sorry, not Craig Reynolds. Josh, Reynolds. Josh, Josh Reynolds. Gosh. Yeah, they have too many Reynolds on that team. They have too many. Yeah, that, that's their problem. They need to fix that for us, by the way. <laughs> One too it's many like, mediocre Reynolds. Like, come on, man. It's like the Jets with Brees Hall and Bryce Hall. Like, you can't come yeah. on. All right? Um, but, yeah, I, I think I think DPJ actually has some sneaky value here. But I still want Zach Moss. I agree. Yeah. I mean, I think he might be better than Jamison Williams. So, at, at – <laughs> Specifically at being no, a deep threat, I, at what they want, at what they want him to do, I, I think don't he might disagree. Be. I don't disagree. Yeah, so it's not crazy. Didn't he get like hilarious. a football to his face? Like oh yeah, oh yeah, Jamison. right to the dome. Come on. Oh yeah, uh, Amari Diamarcado yeah. or Zach Moss? Zach Moss. Zach Moss. And then J.K. Dobbins or Zach Moss? 
This one's depressing, honestly. But I think you got to take Dobbins here and just just yeah, take hope. a shot on it. Yeah, Dobbins think, is a better running back. Hope you. We so just too. haven't seen. <sighs> like, Dobbins. As much as, as much as we're talking up, like Zach Moss is like what he's doing right now. I want the upside. I want upside if yeah. I can. Right. So if I can, I think you could do this, especially for uh, you know swing Moss to a competitor who has Dobbins on his IR. I, I'm sure you could get that done. Yeah, I would probably do that. We really got to talk about these other ones. These are this. this Jesus well, Christ! I think take James Bigsby Connor. or Zach Moss. Okay, fine. We can do I, that too. But James Conner or Zach Moss? I, I think I'll take James Conner. I'll take Zach Moss. I'll take James Conner. Yeah, I'll, I'll take James Conner for sure. Yeah, yeah. Especially like with Kyler coming back and all that. Like, I mean, who knows if that happens? I don't know why that would be. I just he did well in this offense anyway, and and I think he's better than Zach Moss at this point. I definitely take Tank Bigsby over Zach Moss, though. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Same. Absolutely nobody in their right mind shall, will send a 25, 24 second anything for Zach Moss. Please don't do that. Please don't and do that. the reason I wanted to incorporate these, honestly, is because first and foremost, I don't know if you noticed, but the overall ranking is 60 players different between DTC <laughs> and KTC. Which puts these players in different brackets altogether. Yeah, and like it, it's, it is it's a completely different dynasty landscape if you, if you look at those two valuations. Well, Plus, we just started talking about players that don't even make logical sense on each group, right? Like for KTC, none of us would trade for any of those players. Like Zach Moss would die on that other person's roster instead of us yes. trying to trade, you know? Or and then on the other side in DTC, yeah. like we'd smash accept. So it's like. It really just depends, except for the Dobbins situation. So it really just depends on like where you're looking. I, I think that's why this conversation is actually really great when you compare the two together. I do think it is. And looking at it, you know exactly what it is, okay? <laughs> Keep trade cut. Keep trade cut. There is a bunch of reactionary monsters, it's okay? It's so fun. They hop, on, they hop on that site, and it asks you which players, and you're like, boop, boop, boop. And then it's totally. like, bro, you picked the wrong one, my guy. Like, come on, all right? You're playing redraft right now, not Dynasty. Like that's what that's what just happened. So I mean, you could see the difference. I think that Zach Moss is a lot closer to the DTC rankings, and I think those are a lot more reflective of actual dynasty value than than KTC. KTC is great for taking advantage of the general market who potentially think like that. And yeah, you go ahead and you try to make those deals. You go ahead and you send Zach Moss for every one of those assets, and you see if you can get it done. Right? Like Tank Bigsby doing absolutely jack shit. That's a great candidate. Go ahead and send Zach Moss to again a contender who is like. I, I need my points like you know maybe jt gets hurt and zach moss is a stud rest of the season so yeah i'm, I'm glad we mentioned that because that is that's definitely worth noting uh, moving on uh qj my guy still uh still my guy uh he actually did something i think he had like what six targets five receptions and uh had some 50-ish yards yeah 50 you know yards. some yak ability there so question here was yeah. quentin johnson or gabe davis trade up i'm still this was johnson this was also going around the, the Twitter uh, Twitter world with uh, I think it was Bean Counter and uh, and Jax Falcone. I think I've been fighting about this for like four days straight. Um, I thought it was interesting though. Um, the idea that Gabe Davis, is, you know, his twelve point nine points per game isn't really going to make a difference on your team, and you should be shooting for upside. And uh, QJ is that upside. So I thought it was an interesting conversation. Um, I, I, I agree. QJ probably the right answer. QJ's it's it's, probably it's right because answer. you know what Gabe Davis is, and he's fine. Uh, but we don't know what you know QJ could be. So 
I know it's late in the season and we want to see a lot more from him. And here I, I know you guys are smiling at me because I'm still <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm but, enjoying uh, your fire analysis, it, bro. It's we still don't know. Like QJ could absolutely hit. And if QJ is ninety percent of what he could be as a as a prospect, Kevin White it, 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 miles ahead of what Gabe Davis could be. <laughs> so that, Yo, Jake hit him with the Kevin White. Oh my goodness. Stop. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, but like in all seriousness, look. I, I hear that argument, and I also hear the argument of the Gabe Davis truthers finally coming out saying, hey, you know, he's actually finally getting schemed properly into the offense. Look at his production and look at it improving. I could see it both ways. You know, the dude was basically just a fly guy for the last, what, two seasons and basically had no real fantasy upside. He was a flyer every couple of weeks for you if you had him on your team and you couldn't consistently start him. He's turning into a consistent starter right now. And I do think that his value is definitely on the up and up. If you're a QJ believer, by all means, this might be the right time that you could get someone like that for a Gabe Davis. But I think that by the end of the season, you could probably get a first out of Gabe Davis, to be honest. We'll see. What I will say, and I mean, that that's possible. What I will say is Gabe Davis is a free agent this year. And he might mm. play himself into a, a pretty big contract that Buffalo is not willing to give to their wide receiver too. You've seen, you know, guys like who's the guy that Shakur kind yeah, of Shakur. busting out a little bit, Dalton yep. Kincaid making some waves. So they could choose to move on from him and Gabe Davis, not in this offense. I don't know if I want that right now. I do want Gabe Davis over Quentin Johnson this year for sure. Second half of the year. I don't I, like, I'll take Gabe Davis. I'm fine with that. Like I, I think he'll, he'll be just fine. He's going to give you good enough boom games. And I think if your roster is, solid enough then like you don't care about you know when he gets those two points or whatever it is but i do hear the argument i do think in dynasty you can potentially move gabe davis between now and the end of season for qj plus i think that's possible not much especially if qj doesn't come around and that might be worth it like i i I definitely see the argument to do that um can i say one more thing yes the He's not, I'm not saying he's the same player, but his situation reminds me a lot of Christian Kirk's breakout right before he left Arizona, and everyone was questioning the contract deal that he got in Jacksonville Ooh. after a not-so-great year from Trevor Lawrence. And you know, no one really thought that highly of Christian Kirk's situation coming into Jacksonville. Dude was a stud. He still looks pretty good this year. I'm not saying that he... I, I, by all means, Gabe Davis, I don't think has long-term dynasty value, but I do think that there's a situation where his value continues to increase and you might be able to get something greater than QJ. I like that. Look, I, I like that perspective because um, I've never been a big Gabe Davis guy and I don't want to become one all of a sudden uh, for the wrong reasons. So I do think that you're, you're breathing some, some good perspective into the show. Um, real quick before we move on, AJ's got to know, are we get in the Minshew minute. He's all right. <laughs> uh, hey, Mustache minute. Carter Minshew, just watch the film. I say this all the time, but like literally when he's in the pocket, the way his feet work, the way he moves up and down vertically, horizontally in the pocket is something that is really hard for quarterbacks to learn if they don't already have it. You listen to Mike Leach, just Google it, whatever Mike Leach talking about Gardner Minshew and people are saying, hey, yeah, Minshew, uh, yeah, he's got really good footwork. And he's like, yeah, well, duh. Like, have you watched him? Like, that's what he's very, very good at. So that's my Minshew spiel. Maybe he makes dad or bad decisions and he throws picks and whatever, but his footwork is amazing. It's 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 really one of the best in the game. Like watching him manipulate in the pocket is very, very, very fun to watch. 
for me. No, he, also, he dude made- broke his own hand. He took a sledgehammer to his hand to break his hand so he could get one more year of eligibility in college. Dude's built different. Okay, that's, that's what I insane. I did not know that. I did not know that. But he certainly does make make playing the QB position bad look very good. I'll give him that. Yeah, he <laughs> makes it look. <laughs> 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 him and Taylor Heineke in the same in the same uh, group of quarterbacks. Yeah, he's incredibly entertaining by all means. I love him for all the wrong reasons. And then the, the stories about him in the locker room with the like the, the stretch thing to like you know he's working out, do, doing it butt naked, just like whatever, like getting his money with this <laughs> mustache. Like come on, man, and he's perfect for Jacksonville. Like those folks down there in Duval County, like that's they never should have moved on from Minshew. You, know? you realize he's the new Fitzmagic, right? Like that's that's, that's who what I'm is. talking about. I love yeah. Fitzmagic, Jameis Winston, like those three guys. Like I love watching them play. <laughs> the fantasy what is? God, we we love the good bad QBs, don't we, man? I love so, it. I love yeah. it. They're yeah. so much fun. Good and for Baker fantasy. turning into that. It's 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 fun to watch slowly. Yeah, or fast. Yeah, or probably fast. All right, so I gotta ask. I gotta ask this question. We talked about it in the off season a little bit. I talked I'll about it. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've, uh, I talked about this before rookie drafts last year as well. And I want to know if we've come around on AR as the 101. If we're looking back, if we're doing it again, if we do it over, if we do our rookie drafts over again, are we taking, knowing kind of what Arthur Smith is doing to Bijan Robinson, are we taking AR at the 101, given what we've seen from him, the upside that he possesses, and quarterback, obviously, in super flex leagues, I'm talking about? I'm honestly on the fence. Personally, um, I actually think that there's a different quarterback that might even sniff that spot. And I think this is going to be a little feisty, but I could mm-hmm. definitely see CJ Stroud being that guy who could potentially finish the year as the true 101 um, coming out of this rookie draft. But for me, the upside from AR, what we were able to see in what, like three and a half games, whatever it the minutes ended up actually being. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we're we're the definitely quarters he played impressive. all year. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know, but he's but like he truly was very impressive in, in the limited uh, snaps that we got to see him in. Um, and I do think that where he currently stands, you could get him much cheaper than what you could have going into the season, just because mm-hmm. people are asking for you know close to three firsts for him after the rookie draft. So. You know, sometimes these injuries are a really great spot for people to get good value on. And I, I think there's a great time to also shout out the trade that Uriah did in uh, Console Wars to be able to get someone like AR. Um, wh- what was the exact trade that you that you did, Uriah, for Anthony Richardson? Oh, uh, I, I, I paid a good price, but uh, Barkley and Diggs. No, it's cheap. I think, I think that's great. So real quick, I'm, I'm actually looking something up for this conversation. But what I asked was, have we come around on AR as the 101 if we're going back and we're redoing rookie drafts right now over Bijan Robinson. Jake was dialing right now spitting some hot fire saying that he he thinks Stroud could even push for for that kind of um, positioning given what we've seen with Arthur Smith and Bijan Robinson and the usage. But, you know, sticking on AR, do you think that going back you would still take Bijan 101 or do you think that AR has shown you enough where you'd be like, look, super flex <laughs> leagues got to prioritize the position he has the upside doing it okay well i mean y'all could go back and listen five six months ago uh my stance was and still is to take the quarterback one-on-one i understand Bijan is very good and i i you know i've been playing dynasty forever uh superplex forever but i've always said that the 
the best quarterback in your opinion, or was drafted the highest by the NFL, whatever you think you want to put uh, AR over Stroud, Stroud over AR, Bryce Young, whatever you felt at the time, I still think that that one-on-one position in Superflex should belong to the quarterback. And I still think that. Yeah. When you left, I said essentially like on this uh, smart man, AJ, on this podcast, we were, we were saying this, you know, months ago during rookie draft season, you know, we think that, that AR might be the guy at 101 and that you don't have to just say it's, it's Bijan or bust no matter what. Um, So I, I think it's an interesting conversation. You know, this happens every year. The, the first running back selected in, in rookie drafts is, is not always as impressive as we want him to be, whether it's injury-related or not. Um, and it's happening again here at Bijan. But that said, real quick, with the Anthony Richardson, I did buy myself a share as well. Our buddy Adrian, I'm in a league with him um, uh, outside of the DU Listener Leagues. He's in a couple of those. and He, he does all our graphics, right? Did all the graphics, yeah. yeah so yeah. Shout, shout out, Adrian. Out. Yeah. Big shout out Adrian. We made a trade where he's competing. He lost AR. He lost Justin Fields. I am absolutely, this is like my worst league. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm the worst team in the league. And I'm, and he had my first round pick and I'm like, all right, bro. I'm like, let me send you Trevor Lawrence and Jalen Waddle and give me Anthony Richardson in my first back. And we got that done. Oh, you got your first back. You got your first back. That's a good, yes. That's a good deal. Oh, that's a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I, that's resetting, right? That's how you actually reset. That's, that's right? a literal reset. Yeah, good. I like well, that a lot. good for both of yeah. both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good pull yeah. for both of you guys. Yeah, yeah, love it. Okay, sorry, I thought I'd mention that because I don't think we. Uh, I, I sent that over to you guys when when you were doing the chef. So, um, okay, real quick before we hop back into some dynasty values, talking about a couple of these players, but are we in or out on Justin Fields? I just mentioned him. We're seeing Badgen, Tyson Badgen. Is that his name? Yeah, Tyson Badgen. We're seeing him, whose father is getting so much airtime, by the way, who's like this, this like arm wrestling champion, <laughs> whatever. He, he like legit, like what the fuck is going on in Chicago? But uh, Badgett looks semi serviceable. So does this like make you think things about Justin Fields? Like, are you like, are we in or out on him? Would you move Justin Fields in a first for AR? Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not out on Fields though. Uh, Badgett doesn't. I don't care about Badgett. Uh, I care about Chicago and how they have just been shitty for a long time. I still think okay. that Tristan Fields is a very good quarterback. We saw it before he got injured. He was dialing. He was about two, three weeks in a row, just turning it around, just like he did last last season. Last season, it took like five weeks before, like, okay, Justin Fields is here. What I don't trust is the team sticking with Justin Fields and them having two going to be very high picks coming in the draft. So I'm worried about what's going to happen with Justin Fields. But uh, it's it's irregardless of Badgett, in my opinion. But uh, yeah, so no, I'm not out on him. But yeah, I would definitely move him for AR if I could. Okay, let's get reactionary a little bit. Would you? Would you? Tr- I'm putting a package together here for you. Looking at the rosters. Okay, you have Justin Fields. Yes. Are you taking Will Levis a first and a second for Justin Fields? No. No, I'm not even okay, thinking so about that. Okay, so no. we're not out on fields. Yeah. Okay, so we're not out on fields. So no, we we still like fields enough. Okay, I'm right. also not oh. in on on Levis. Not like, yet. I, I'm not yet. It's going to take multiple games for that to happen. Like I. Well, need let's it. just talk about it. We're here. We'll Levis and DeAndre Hopkins dominate the four touchdown game. He looked like a monster. Why don't you believe in it, Jake? 
I watched the game. Like, I, I, watched, I watched what he did. Like, the stat line's great, dude. But, like, you know, throwing off your back foot, looking super athletic, and just bombing the ball out, you know, 60, 70 air yards, and it landing in a wide receiver one's arms. Who is the guy who should be talked about? D-Hop looked like he straight up injected himself with some HGH and was on fire. Yes. Like, he looked the fastest I've seen him in years. Like, that dude looked incredible. Like, that is what we should be talking about, not Will Levis. I just don't – I just didn't see it. It just – he's athletic. He's he's a talented dude, but he's not talented enough for the pros. We know that. He was intentionally benched at the very beginning behind Malik Willis and Ryan Tannehill. The only reason he's starting right now is due to cir- circumstance, not because of skill. And he performed well. Like, I, I shout him out, dude. Like, that's awesome. I'm so happy for him. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I was already checking the stat line earlier. He was three for five for 12 yards in the first quarter. I don't think it's gotten much better since then. It, yeah. yeah. Will, Will Levis completed 19 passes last week. Four of them were touchdowns. We're all... <laughs> I do that in, in Madden. Fairly <laughs> smart human beings here. But when you, uh, you do the uh, you know, completion to touchdown percentage... That shit is not <laughs> going to happen every week. It's not sustainable, that's for sure. Not at all. Uh, I mean, obviously, I'd love to have a quarterback that scores four touchdowns every week. Uh, Will Lewis isn't going to do it. Can he do two? Can he be okay? We don't know what we're going to see, and that's the fun thing about this is that we get to see what Will Lewis will be, but uh, right now I'm not in any way, shape, or form trying to make any moves for him. Hmm. Hmm. All right, I'm a little more intrigued than you guys are. That's interesting. That's um, fine. I hey, definitely don't... Kid- I. <laughs> no what what you're at <laughs> i don't want to bring it up no what what oh what because the whole jalen hurts thing yes yeah yeah, yeah. i don't like, want to i'll keep what, my mouth what, shut for now yeah i'm not i'm not there with will leave <laughs> <laughs> i was um i, was I already messed this up jalen hurts. yeah no i was super on jalen hurts. If, if i saw that i'd be telling you and we'd be making moves but that's that's not necessarily what i see but i thought he was better than um better than he had been previous you know in previous um game time i don't i don't think he was amazing i think he was solid i do think he was okay on the the other what 14 15 completions it was um i i I do think he looked okay there were some that were off target behind the receiver i I saw a couple of those it wasn't perfect but i did think it was impressive the the nick ikena westbrook one is that his name westbrook ikena i don't know one of those things you did it that one was that one was super impressive He, he rolls out to his right stops on a dime and just flips the thing out and it goes like 70 yards into the guy's hands, like across the field too. It wasn't down the same, down his sideline. It was across sidelines. Like that, that, that throw probably had like an extra 15 yards on it just because of that. And it made it there without any problem. Like the, the, yeah. the kid has all the arm talent in the world. Um, I mean, he, he was throwing some that were like punts, right? They, they were like a million, a, a million <laughs> miles in the air and just the like, Russell Wilson like, right. ball. Yeah. Yeah, that, that one of DeAndre Hopkins where he fought the defender off and was OPI or whatever was was definitely um, a bad throw that that D Hop made into something else. <laughs> um, made it, he he made something out of nothing there. But okay, we're real quick before we hop into what Jake put together here in the DTC rankings, the KTC rankings. They're playing a game right now. Yes. Would you take Kenny Pickett or Will Levis? Uh, oh. Fuck that. This is an easy one for me. Excuse, excuse my language. I'll, I'll take Will Levis. <laughs> I'll take yep. Pickett. Yep. I'll take I'll take Will Levis. I um <clears throat> it's all upside here. I've seen enough from Kenny Pickett to know that he's kind of just average. Like he's he I just like, trust the team more. 
I don't know. I don't. I don't have like distrust in in Mike Vrabel led yeah. teams. Like I was going to say, Mike Vrabel gives me a lot of confidence. Actually, if anything, yeah. he's he's the reason why I would believe in Will Levis in this situation. Yeah, I'll like, see I myself think, out. You know, <laughs> they're always they're always competitive. He's he's a player's coach. He's a guy who I think can get you motivated. And I don't know if anybody saw the videos last week um, of like the sideline mic'd up Tennessee or yeah Tennessee guys where they were like, "I told you." Told you this, Will man, he can play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were <laughs> hyping. They were, yo, they That's believe good. in the kid. So you know, there's something to that too. There's something to that too. Okay, Will Levis or Josh Downs. Lee Downs. Oh, Levis. Oh, oh he was the quarterback. I will say, I, I, I read that as uh, Dobbs in my head. So I'll take Downs. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I would Fair. take Will Levis over Dobbs too. Um, okay, this is a good one. Stafford injured. You know, he's not. Probably not going to be around that much longer. We'll leave this or, or Matt Stafford. 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 Yeah. All right. I'll take Stafford too. Reluctantly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like fighting off this Will Levis love that that's like <laughs> bubbling up inside of me. Uh, Joe Mixon or Will Levis? Levis. Levis. Yeah. I'm going to do that too. But I bet you, well, not anymore. I wonder if he has a bad game here, you could probably move Mixon for Levis plus. Um, yeah. Yeah. Christian Watson or Will Levis? Levis. Levis. Yeah, I'm surprised you guys said Levis, but yeah, I'm pretty out on Christian Watson. Yeah, I've always I've always been out on him. But now that now that Uriah has him on his uh, Fossil Wars team, I know he's fucked. So I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) Oh oh my goodness! I got myself in a situation. I'm 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 digging myself out. Oh my goodness! We're getting crazy with the KTC rankings now. All right, Sam Howell or Will Levis? Levis, Levis. Yeah, me too. I'm out out on Sam Howell altogether. Yeah, always have been. Yep. David Montgomery or Will Levis? Uh, maybe Montgomery. Yeah, I'll probably I, go with Montgomery. I think it depends on my my team build. I think yeah, I, yeah. if I'm if I'm tanking or if I know I'm a middling team, I'm getting out of of Monty as soon as I can. And yeah, that makes I sense. I think I think Will Levis could even get you Will Levis plus for for Monty to be honest. So I, I yeah I think so too. Um, and I don't know if that's a move you have to make right now. Um. Especially if you have the if you have Monty, you could wait for sure till he gets back. See how that goes. Um, I don't know. There, there's something there. Last one: Calvin Ridley or Will Levis? Calvin Ridley. Ridley. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just take the guy. Just take the guy. You know exactly. Yep. Okay, we have D Hop here too from KTC. DeAndre Hopkins or mid twenty five second? Uh, if you're trading for D Hop, you're trying to compete. So D Hop. D Hop. I agree. Yeah. That's that's a great way to put it. Najee Harris or D Hop? Uh, That's interesting. Najee. I, I'm gonna take Najee. Yeah, yeah. Sutton or D Hop? That's pretty easy. I think. Oh, it's easy. I, I, if you're competing and that's all you care about, like <sighs> yeah, in draft, you might go, you might go Sutton. But like, I don't know. I think D Hop has the contract here for a couple years. Yep. He's definitely the more stable asset. Okay, this one's fun. DeAndre Hopkins or Rashid Shahid? <laughs> D Hop who had 100, 153 yards this <laughs> on week. Three receptions on, on three <laughs> catches. Did you guys see that? Uh, sustainable, with, uh, super sustainable. Derek, yeah, Derek Carr, and he's and he's talking with the coach, and Shahid is right behind him, and you see Derek Carr says, he says, Rashid, just run, Rashid, just run, <laughs> and the next play, Rashid just takes off and Derek Carr hits him for like a 60 yard ball. Like, I think that's all Derek Carr can say. Isn't that what he said <laughs> when he was screaming at uh, uh, Chris Olave? Go run! Gotta run! Just run! Just run! <laughs> just run. Like, oh my god. He was throwing like, such a temper tantrum out there, man. Yeah, god. 
he looks so bad. But yeah, yeah uh, probably still D hop. But I, I do love seeing Shahid catch the ball. I don't know. Number 20, was it 22, right? 22 on a wide receiver. Yeah. Just like out there, just like. It looks funky as hell. Ghosting dudes. I'm like, Skates. there's my boy. It looks like a running back, you know, the number. But. The way he runs, too. I, I love his stride. Like, it's, yeah. Very, yeah. So it's a lot of fun to look at. I'm a Shahid fan. I'm not going to get him on any of my teams, but I just have uh, to see him score. Honestly, like, I would probably take Shahid plus for DeAndre Hopkins. Like, if I could get, like, a little plus on it, I think I would do that. And I think you can do that. Um, and I think the logic there is, you know, D Hop's unlikely to take any steps forward, probably more, more likely to take steps back. And, Michael Thomas, not long for the league in general. Shahid could end up being more involved going forward if they get a better quarterback in there going forward. Like, just things could get better for Shahid, and it kind of it's kind of the uh, Jamison Williams argument, but not for like the rookie thing. Just like he has more ceiling, I think, going forward potentially than DeAndre Hopkins does. So if you're not competing, like I think I would make a move like that. Okay, Gibbs has arrived. How do we see like? This is this is the big question. Like, I think a lot of people watched what he did the other night, which was very impressive, both in the receiving and the running game. And then they're like, "Well, that's it for David Montgomery. Like, he's taken over." No, I, I don't see it that way. Like, I don't know. I guess, yeah. How do you guys see it? Well, I wins. think I think wins talk at the end of the day, too, right? So, like, when David Montgomery was healthy, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't like it had any negative impact on how the team was performing. Like, obviously, we're seeing positive strides in the way that Gibbs is being used, but I just don't see that extreme breakdown of, you know, Monty finishing with 25 to 30 touches a game really going away. If anything, mm-hmm. I think it has stronger impact on the passing game than it does on on uh, Gibbs necessarily. That's an interesting point. Yeah. I'll I'll that. Impact on Laporta and stuff like that going forward in terms of yep. targets, short targets and stuff. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump on you there. No, you're good. I, I agree with that. I just think once Monty's healthy, uh, it'll kind of go back to what was going on, you know, first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, yeah. With Gibbs getting a little more action now that they have a little more faith in him, but um, yeah, we're not going to see weeks like this out of Gibbs every week, obviously. Yeah, no, I, that's that's actually interesting. I do think you know a lot. Like I, I was listening to, I was editing um, the Factory Tour this week, and they were talking about like buying Gibbs high, which is fine. Like you can totally buy Gibbs high, but I think. Everybody, like they totally, I know Paul and um, I'm pretty sure Ben, I think both of them think that he's just taking over at this point. If you're somebody who doesn't think that, then there's opportunity to buy a little bit lower going forward. So I don't think you need to run out there and, and buy high. You can always buy high on him, right? He's a top five dynasty running back. Like that's what he's been. You know, he, he took a dip. He's back there now. He can take a dip again. So I think um, I think there could be some opportunity over the next couple of weeks here to to buy again once Monty comes back. Okay, this is fun. This is actually, this is the first like really fun one I feel like we've had in terms of like really good players being the options, right? Like the other ones are like, would you take this shitty guy or this shitty guy? Okay, so. (laughs) I did some great Uh, work this week. Yeah, you're welcome. No, no, no. You're great. No, it's not you. It's a product of the the sheet in the NFL. Uh, Okay, so Jameer Gibbs or Kenneth Walker? uh gibbs walker this is so tough yeah i think i'll take i think i'll take gibbs yeah that's really hard but i think i'll take gibbs it's very close devon a chain or jameer gibbs gibbs i think a lot of people are taking a chain and i'm i'm gonna take gibbs i think long term he's the more i don't know what the word is but i just think he gets more volume overall in his career 
Um, I think there's more in general. Uh, scheme dependent stuff because we see Mostert, we this, see Jeff Wilson, hundred uh, percent exactly. Calvin Abed, right? Yep. The, you know the, the dude there, uh, McDaniel. <clears throat> he's a quarterback whisper. He's amazing at what he does with the running backs there. And so is it. Eighteen is good, or is it the other thing? I'm a, I'm gonna go with Gibbs. You said eighteen, right, Jake? Okay. No, uh, no I'm sorry. You said Gibbs. Okay, cool. Yeah. Chris Olave or Jameer Gibbs? Olave. Olave. Olave is just, uh, he's going to be in the league longer. He's going to get a second contract. Gibbs is going to be scarcity. Uh, you all that. Olave is going to be I don't know. for a while. He's so you good. Could, you could probably flip Gibbs for more if you were to, if you had Olave and you traded for Gibbs, then you could probably give up Gibbs for more personally. But I think I'm in the same conservative boat as Uriah. If I'm trying to build my team out, I'd rather have stacked wide receivers than money back. Yeah. yeah I'm really stuck on this one. Um, I, I'd probably go Gibbs, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I'd probably go Gibbs, but it's very, it's very close. Obviously, um, any side if you can get plus on, I'd probably take that side. Yeah. JT or Gibbs? JT. Yes. Buy your JT. years back. Buy yeah. your years. Oh wait, no, JT. No, I think I'm going Gibbs. I'm buying yeah. my years back, and oh. um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell JT, uh, knowing that I probably have more years and the guaranteed receiving workload there going forward once David Montgomery is no longer. So um, that's tough though. That's that tough. is fair. Okay. KTC, we're getting crazy with it. Yeah. Etienne or Gibbs. This is a good one. Cause I traded Gibbs. I traded Etienne for Gibbs. Uh, I think I got a little plus on it type thing uh, back in rookie season, but who would you take now? Etienne or Gibbs? Etienne for the year. Etienne. I think I'd take Etienne in dynasty. I, it's, it's close. They're they're like the same player, really, but they just seem to give Etienne more touches. So okay, wow, Mark Andrews or Jameer Gibbs? Uh, this is easy for me. Andrews, Andrews, yes. Andrews, without question. Yeah, yeah. assuming uh, it's Tep, obviously. If if you're playing, yeah, yeah. If you're playing if you're regular, playing regular. Yeah. yeah, but you know, if you're playing regular, who, who plays? Don't, don't listen to this pod. <laughs> Thursday Thursday night football, we got a Derrick Henry touchdown. Uh, Titans yeah. taking the lead. I, I've, I've been trying to sell him. Nobody wants him. I don't get it. This is the time. Yeah, this might be the week. All right. Uh, Puka or Jameer Gibbs? Gibbs. Gibbs. Yeah, Gibbs. Uh, 24 early first for Jameer Gibbs. So early this, first. Whenever they say early, they mean uh, 101 or 102, I believe. If I, if oh, I wow. read their, okay. uh, their grouping. So let's just say right. 102. Let's say 102 for Jameer Gibbs. So it would be like Marvin Harrison Jones or yeah. quarterback. Not a question. Yeah. Give me the first. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'll take uh, the, I'll first. the first. Yeah, I'll yeah. take the first. I, like, I would take Marvin Harrison Jones Potentially over junior. over my junior. I mean junior over my <laughs> Marvin Harrison Jr. Drake over my, the Jones family. Over my yeah. newborn child. Caleb Williams. Yeah, any of those. If it's if it's uh, one oh four or earlier, there's it's not even a question. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right, cool. That was that was our what we've learned, what stood out. Got one more thing before we hop into dynasty trades. Uh, we were chopping it up in console wars league chat a week or two ago we have some strong minds in there there's 36 people so more opportunity for maniacs to show their faces and boy did one it's not the first time but i wanted to know this is what happened so somebody didn't like the fact that they were trying to sell travis kelsey and nobody wanted to give them like uber value for him so they came into the chat and were like bitching essentially about like you know nobody wanting to give that value and that he has x value and what is wrong with you people essentially this is just terrible, terrible trade etiquette. And honestly, it, it's it's not even more so that's like it's annoying for 
it wasn't even annoying. It was funny because everybody piled on him. But it's it's not even more so that it's like a, a jackass thing to do. But it's like nobody's going to buy him from you now, dude. That's not going to help your situation whatsoever. And like, if anything, everybody just knows that nobody's paying up for him. So they're just going to wait until you give in. So like, it, it's just the craziest tactic to try to impact your league mates to do something you want them to do. I don't know. It was so strange. Yeah. I'll be. So since it's a three copy league, if I wanted to actually go out and get uh, Kelsey in this league, how would approach the other two owners first after that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so funny like i would i would do it to spite him like if i needed a tight end like i would literally be searching and being like i'll just give you less value than whatever he's like, but on, on the other hand i will say like i i uh i've been in another league with uh scottish nitros uh uh dan yeah dan, dan morrison and uh somebody's looking for a tight end and i said I, I would be willing to move kelsey i don't need to i don't want to i'm actually playing the guy who's looking for him mm-hmm. But he's sending me these ridiculous offers, which like they make sense to him and the value adds up. They're like three for ones, two for ones, whatever. But like Kelsey is such a cheat code at tight end right now. So like I can understand the frustration of the Kelsey owner trying to get on off of Kelsey mm-hmm. because he is so damn valuable for a team this year that you you want you want to get that value back. Like I understand the frustration. I just I'm mm-hmm. not gonna go into the league chat and cry about it. Also, no. league format yeah. and context, I think, is really important, too. And I think in this situation, it just screamed, I don't know my own league that I'm complaining about in. Because, you know, the dude's asking for multiple firsts, which can only be gained by trading away relatively top-end assets because you only get one future year's worth of, of firsts, right? So, yeah. or for uh, worth of draft picks. So in this situation, you know, you're crying out for multiple firsts, but realistically, it's only tanking teams that have multiple firsts. There were a couple That's of teams a very that, good point. that did have multiple firsts, but he's sending out, like he said, something along the lines of 20 plus different teams he was sending out trades to. The reality is there's maybe one or two of those teams that fit in the grouping of teams that need or can work with Travis Kelsey. I was one of the teams that he sent that trade to, uh, sent a trade to, and like, Dude, like I've got, I've got the lowest PP in in the entire league. <laughs> like I am going to tank. Like there is no chance I'm not going to tank at this point. Like if I don't get the 101, I will cry. And so you trying to trade me anything at this point is <laughs> asinine. So Any points? Yeah. Like keep them away from my team. I am picking up players that will score negative points at this point. If I <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's just crazy. Like to go into a league chat and just like not understand the league is just kind of kind of that. But sorry, Bill, you're left. No, no. I, those all. I'm, I'm glad you chimed in. The last thing I'll say, and that, that may be actionable, but it's. I talked about this um, with Uriah. I was saying it in one of the league chats. It's like you can't get discouraged by by rejections. Like you can't get discouraged by and 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 make yourself so frustrated to the point that you let everybody know that you can't get deals done. That's the worst thing you could do, bro. Nobody knew you couldn't get deals done except for the people that were rejecting the trades. So it's like now everybody knows that nobody's making a move. So why am I going to f- force a move with you? Like I'll just one, go to the other manager. Cause like I said, there's multi copies, but even if this was a 12 team league, I just would find another target, bro. Like forget it. Like I'm not, I'm not going to give in. Like it's just, it's not going to happen when you're telling me that nobody's buying them. So I'm just going to let your roster suffer. It's just, it's really bad tactically and psychologically. Like he lost, you know what I mean? Like you've, you've lost the game now you've you've really just you've given all the information to all the other managers and in dynasty trading one of the 
biggest things that you can have on your side is, in my opinion, is information. What people know, knowing what you want to do, what you're trying to do. The smartest managers find that stuff out. They talk to the each each manager. Hey, like, what are you trying to do? Is this work for you? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's just not really working smart, working really hard and wrong. So I thought it was worth talking about. Um, biggest thing is just you really can't get, get discouraged by rejections. I've been rejected so many times and just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And eventually, eventually it pulls through. Somebody, somebody gets yeah. desperate enough. You know, that's how me and Jake ended up uh, with our significant others. <laughs> Persistence. I also have a restraining order. It's pretty insane. So. <laughs> she oh sleeps God. in the other room. <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, we are, we're off the rails. We're off What's the rails. We need to get out of here. Oh trades and untrades. We'll run through these real quick and get out of here. This yeah. is, been a very fun episode a little bit longer than we usually go but you know billy's back jake's here it's been fun so uh trades and non-trades i'll start here with a couple they're non-trades but just kind of seeing how you guys are feeling about how i'm feeling about trying to get off on some guys so i sent off an offer for derrick henry gus edwards christian watson and i tried to get trey mcbride and flowers how do you feel about that yeah i would love to get mcbride and flowers off that trade i think yeah. it's i think Surface level, it looks pretty good on both sides, honestly. Um, but I can definitely see how Flowers and McBride owners want more. Yeah. So just a little bit of context. All the offers I sent were for everybody who was like, you know, six and two or five and three, uh, you know, competing. Right. I wasn't sending these offers to people who were noticeably taking. They were either second in the division, third in the division, uh, so a little bit of context there, I guess. But yeah, Henry, Gus, Watson, McBride, Flowers. That was what I was trying to get done. Yeah, I mean, I love the thought. Um, I could see it getting done. You have a couple um, chances to get it done in that league, so absolutely worth sending that. Um, I totally would, would take the McBride's Flowers side, but um, I, I, I like that. It's a, good, it's a good way to get that done. And then another one was uh, uh, another guy was, I think he was third in his division, and he was kind of running back weak. And he, he happened to have a third. That third's going to be a little bit late. I don't even really kind of want the third, but I kind of want to get these points off my my team right now, kind of, kind of considering where I am, win-loss record right now. But points four is kind of a sketchy situation for me right now because my roster is full of people who are scoring points. Not a lot of points, but they're all scoring points. So I sent uh, Gus Edwards for a third, and it got rejected also. Hmm. I think it's tough because in that same league, someone openly stated that the price of Gus Edwards is a fourth. So, I saw that. Yeah, I think that's the problem. Um, that is the problem with three <laughs> copy leagues. Like, if, if someone's openly is like, "Oh, I'll sell, I'll sell Edwards for a fourth, and it undercut me. I was trying to sell Royce Royce Freeman for a fourth. So when people are like, "Oh, Edwards is a fourth," I'm definitely not going to buy Royce Freeman from you. Yeah. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty tough. So I think that's kind of your biggest issue right now in that market specifically. But if I could get a third for, for Gus, I would. And then the next one I did was, uh, again, you can see a, a pattern here, Henry, <laughs> Gus, <laughs> Christian Gus, get Watson. get off my team, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, Henry, Gus, Christian Watson and Taysom Hill, who I know they're not like sexy. These are not guys who are like rebuilding, right? These are guys who are competing that I'm sending these offers to. Uh, for Olave, who's doing stuff, QJ hasn't done anything in a third. So Henry, Gus, Watson, Hill, for Olave, QJ in a third. I mean, you would be a thief if you could get that done. Yeah. I tried. I, I mean, I, honestly, I, kind of I, thing, to be honest. I would send all of that for Olave straight and see if you can get that done. 
Like, yeah. I wouldn't even add the other pieces. Like, and that actually might get done because they're competing and Olave's not doing shit. And Henry's actually a, a point scoring machine. So, um, so I'm being too stingy. You're being, you're just being a little too aggressive. You know what I mean? Like, okay. you just, which is not bad. Like, if, if it gets accepted, like, good on you. You sent the offer. You know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. you know, it's just. Did they um, respond? Nature. Yeah. He said um, he wasn't. It's actually shout out Maddie J. Shout out. Uh, he said he wasn't uh, given up on QJ yet, which I understand. Oh, well, if that was his response, then yeah, I'm kind of with Billy. Drop QJ yeah. and see if you can still get the deal done. Yeah, yeah 100%. Um, and he's competing. I know that. It seems pretty good. He is. That's um, why, like, I mean, all these other players I sent him, they're scoring points. So, I don't know. Before I jump into this next one, I literally just got an offer from the same guy in console wars who's been trying to send Kelsey. And you can imagine it's, it's such a great offer. He wants to send me Deandre Hopkins for my 24 first. Uh, wild, wild. I literally was like, bro, hell no. This is, that's the same. That's the same guy who undercut me with Royce Freeman saying Gus mm-hmm. is worth a fourth. Like no shit. He was able to sell Gus for a fourth. I think anyone would buy that for, for that price. It's crazy. For sure. Like, for like sure. His, pri- his, his valuation is mm. so far off on both sides. It's just no, like when, when he said that, I'm like, so you could just get Gus, you could sell him for more. Like, what? I don't know. Whatever. Um, so yeah, I just rejected the shit out of that. Um, all right. Here's an interesting one that I, that I got different feedback on from, you know, DFF side from underdog, uh, from dynasty underdog discord, everybody. So, uh, Calvin Ridley, Rashid Shahid for David Montgomery, Josh Jobs, and Jaron Hall. And there is some context I think worth stating here. The team moving Ridley has a slew of wide receivers. The team getting Montgomery has no running backs <laughs> uh, to to really mention. I mean, it's pretty it's pretty bad. It's like Aaron Jones and uh, James Conner on IR, um, and then Justin Fields hurt uh jimmy g benched and russ on bye so no quarterback this week and just kind of a fragile qb room so you know i moved the ridley side um just what are your thoughts on this i know i kind of got them from you already but for the people uh ridley shaheed ridley shaheed for me as well i just i don't know i that quarterback side honestly doesn't even have any value for me no, like, no. you get some value I mean, josh dobbs has been pretty solid like as a qb2 he's he's been good yeah sure yeah. but but that you're talking about an asset that you know realistically won't start next year um yes so what's his value come end of this year it's really really shaheed for me for for monty and that just feels too steep Okay, yeah. I mean, if you're if you're viewing it that way, um, that makes sense. Unless you're planning on getting getting off of Dobbs quickly off of this deal, and if that's the plan, then I could see it. But I just, what is the most you're going to get for Dobbs? A, a third? Like, oh no, I'm not. I'm not. That's not. That's definitely not the plan. Um, I like. I'm first or second in the league, and I just think I need to ensure I have some QB depth for the season. Plus, um, I think Monty is going to probably score similarly similarly or outscore Ridley rest of season and I need those points in my running back spot so that was kind of the idea knowing that I'm pretty much giving up the value on on Dobbs got it it it, it makes logical sense I think you can convince me to do it but I just don't think I would want to do it no that's that's fair 
yeah, nobody was like super stoked to do it. There were people who were like, yeah, if you need to do that, like just go ahead and do it. And I was like, yeah, I feel like I need to do this. And and I also, you know, I, I'm not super encouraged by Ridley. Like the targets are there for sure, but I'm not like I don't see him as really explosive, especially after the catch right now. So the the upside is a little limited with him and and Monty on a tear you know, Gibbs gets injured right back to, you know, just absolutely crazy numbers. So I just think there's a lot to offer there for my team specifically. Um, that's why context always matters, but sorry, you're right. We jumped all over you. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, no, I think, I think, uh, I think uh, Jake kind of spoke with it's just because okay. if you're competing, if the team is absolutely competing and recently lost some quarterbacks, I could see how adding a Dobbs and Montgomery could help you stay above water there. Jaron Hall, we don't even know. He might only play one week. We don't. We, we don't know. Um, oh, I he just will I only st- play one week. Yeah, I still <laughs> I think for the long term. I still think I don't want Ridley and Shahid there. Yeah, I think both of those Ridley and Montgomery are assets who are on the way out dynasty wise. So for sure, um, I don't see them too differently value wise. Even though obviously Ridley, I think carries a little bit more stability, but. Okay, um, who's this next one? This was uh, Joe, actually, in the Discord. I thought it was an interesting trade, oh, and yeah. we had a decent little conversation. Will Levis, uh, Devontae Smith, and Kyle Pitts for Sam Laporta, Nick Chubb, and a 24 first mid to late. It's 2.0 tip. I'll take the lead aside. Yeah, I, I remember talking to him about that. Like, I don't, I don't hate either side. What I would have liked to see is some quarterback come back to the Laporta Chubb side and hopefully Chubb comes back and has another year or two that he looks like, you know, the most pure rusher in the league. Like he has been for the last, you know, five, six years. That's, that's a tough one. Um, if you're rebuilding, I could see why he would do that. But I think I still, at the end of the day, I think I still want Levis, Devontae Smith and Pitts. Who's the best asset in this trade? Is it Laporta? Or are it we saying be- Laporta? Is, is Laporta be right. better than, than Devontae Smith? I think Laporta is, yeah. And and Chubb could be if you know he has another couple of years where he's he's healthy. He's probably he's, out one to two he's, max. He's probably yeah. out, so we'll see. And he got another 24 first, <sighs> and he's rebuilding. So that's that's very important to a rebuilding team is to actually hmm. get picks, which are hard to get. So it's really close. Like I'm not I'm not sitting here like wow, like leave aside way over. No, like it's really close. Like I if I could get maybe like something, I don't know if if it if it was not Nick Chubb, if there was another asset in there that wasn't that didn't just have a catastrophic knee injury, I'd probably be a lot more in on that side. But um, I get I get being in on that side. Like Laporta could clear Pitts for the rest of their careers easily. And Pitts is kind of kind of slowly coming around, right? So like it's been a couple of years. He's starting to look like an actual tight end out there. So that, that's a rough, that's a tough uh, trade to make. But I, I know he said that it was kind of like a hit one of his quote-unquote my guys type of trades, which I, I completely understand. I love looking at my rosters when it's full of players that like I actually like and want to root for. Whether that's good for Dynasty or not, it's good for like my mental health. I'll tell you that. So having a Laporta, if Laporta's your guy, like I, I get that too because sometimes you know playing Dynasty is supposed to be fun too. So what is that? Nine Cowboys and uh, Trey McBride is your team? <laughs> I don't really roster a whole ton of Cowboys. <laughs> Smart because that's not as fun. Yeah, yeah it's not as fun as you think it is. Yeah. And <laughs> zero eagles. I'll tell you that. Mm. There well, you that's, go. That's why. I, that's I, I always pivot. I don't even care. 
Yeah. That's yeah. See, that's why we don't have Jalen Hurts on our team, and we aren't winning. But... <laughs> that's probably why. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So speaking of our team, this is our Devi team. Um, yes. We're in need of rebuilding, getting off of some some high end assets that we have, getting rid of these points. What do you think about attacking Justin Jefferson on IR? The team is com- is a top competitor. Pollard, Tyreek Hill, and Branson Robinson, who is. Uh, I believe Georgia running back, but had a pretty bad knee injury um, for Justin Jefferson. Feels pretty cheap in my opinion. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't think it's going to get done. Oh, <laughs> it was set, <laughs> but but you haven't had like much it was, it was like, trades. Yeah. Well, the, the the initial once I sent it, the person was like, "Bloody good offer," and then they're like, "I want to wait till after the trade deadline," and then I sent it again after the trade deadline, and I think they rejected it. So mm. don't think it's going to get done. Um, I wonder what it would need. Like, what if, okay, remove Branson Robinson and add Cooper Cup. Yeah, exactly. it definitely makes it, it definitely makes it significantly more appealing, I think, um, regardless if it's Debbie or not. Uh, I still probably pick the Jefferson side. Wow. It's just, it's yeah, close, even, even there, like, I just feel like, unless I'm, you know, I need two additional pieces and it will easily lock me in for a championship because I'm not counting Pollard as a consistent back right now that will help me <laughs> win a championship right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah, I think I think I could I could be swayed, but I've also now sat on JJ for what close to three or four weeks and he should be back within the next two weeks. Maybe I say fuck it and just kind of hold. That that's fair. Unless you're in the Debbie League with us, then absolutely I'm sending it. Yeah, no, I mean, let's see. I, I, can see if I wonder if truly competing Terry Kill sent. It's gonna get done in the middle of uh, the, the next trade. <laughs> I don't know. I, they're in Australia, so they might be asleep. But. No, it's it's they're awake right now. Oh, okay, yeah. Literally, right, last one. one. My most yeah. things. Twelve forty p.m., bro. Come on. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. It's, dude, dude's perfect. having lunch. Dude's having lunch. <laughs> uh, I actually just got sent this right before uh, show started. I would be receiving Pacheco for Roshan and two thirds, one to twenty-four third, one to twenty-fifth third. If I'm competing, I'm taking Pacheco. See, so that's a thing, and that's why I put team building question marks. This is for a pretty much a team that was supposed to compete but didn't end up competing, um, just mm-hmm. due to player performance and injuries. Unfortunately, uh, it's a startup, so the team just wasn't really fully built for a full comp. comp- I'll be completely honest. It's in it's in DU three, so. You know, you knew how I drafted. Yeah. I wanted to go in that year and potentially compete against uh, Tiny Fists, and it didn't work out. Um, so I've I've pivoted. You know, I traded Devontae Adams in a first for Garrett Wilson. Like I've done love my that, moves to yeah, to make sure that the future is set. And this move just doesn't really make sense. I feel like for what my team is doing, um, it can add additional points, but I feel like it's I don't really have any future assets right now. So. I'm kind of in this weird position of mm-hmm. do I take Pacheco and try and flip him for more value? Because I feel like I can get more than Roshan in C third. I would probably just keep Roshan in that situation because you don't know where your team's going to go. Is it, it going to take a turn for the better? We still have a couple weeks here where you could rattle off three, four wins in a row. Uh, uh, Roshan, I think, you know, er, will I think will be a little bit more valuable next year. Like he's still pretty good and. Second half of the season, rookies like it'll be interesting to see what happens with them coming off the concussion. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade all that for Pacheco. I don't think Pacheco moves the mark for you. I don't think so. 
Yeah, it definitely doesn't move the mark for me this year to compete for sure. Um, yeah. It's really just down to Ramondre and Bijan being pretty pretty bang average, and my quarterback situation just being injury on top of injury. So I don't know. I kind of um, I kind of like that deal for Pacheco. Just kind of thinking it through for the next couple of years. Like Pacheco's under contract through twenty six. They're not, they're, and he's cheap. Like they're not going to add a running back. Like why? He's good. He's good enough. He's, and he's fantasy. He's fantasy relevant. Like he's been really, really solid. I, maybe I mean it was it was an offer to you. They sent yeah, it to yeah. you. Someone, so, yeah, take, someone just sent it. Take to a you. third off it. Take a third off it. See if they do it for Roshan the third. There you go. You know? Yeah, that's a smart something yeah. like that. Like I I think Pacheco is going to score more points than Roshan Johnson for sure next year. Yeah. I don't know how much longer after that, but he's on the Chiefs and he's there told at least 25 26 like i don't know i like him yeah okay yeah i think that's good advice by the way kyle phillips heating up with will levis mm. i know i'm trying to kind of pay attention but he's he's, oh my he's God, what, on every terrible. single waiver right now <laughs> <laughs> i still have him right. on a taxi somewhere <laughs> i do too hey. yeah yeah i'm not giving up on phillips he's been injured for like yeah. three years now yeah is there anything else you guys want to talk about before we get out of here no, we we crushed it. We did uh, we did the damn longest thing. episode in the history of Dynasty Underdog. By the way, sorry. No, it's good. Good job. No, no, I think we crushed it. This is the people love it. The people love it. So yeah, if you guys have nothing else to add, uh, thanks for listeners for giving us a listen. If you can listen to us on Spotify, that helps us up a little bit more than listening to us on Apple, etc. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Underdog at Uriah Dawkins at Willie Beeman DFF and at Jake Jake Abrams. Join our Discord. It's free. It's fun, especially on Sundays. It's way better than scrolling through Twitter. And you can probably find our videos on YouTube once uploaded. And yeah, other than that, have a good night.